Well, friends, we are concluding our 2023 Stewardship Worship Series this Sunday, as well as beginning to make our personal faith commitments. Our personal faith commitments of how we will contribute to the thriving of this church and our souls in 2024. In our speaking about thriving, we began by acknowledging that God wants more for us than our survival. God wants more for us than just to get by. And we use that text in Ephesians. God doesn't want us just to survive. Yes, God will help us to survive, but God wants us to thrive. And as we make our faith commitments, we need to be clear that thriving is not merely about money. Because you and I can have money and still be messed up. You know some people who are messed up. They got money, but they messed up. They messy. Y'all know I'm telling you. You can have money, but not have any peace. You can have money, but no joy of the Lord. You can gain the whole world. Isn't that what the Bible says? You can gain the whole world, but lose your soul. You can have everything, but your soul. So when I talk about thriving, I want to be clear that first and foremost, we must thrive in our relationship with God. And the Bible speaks a great deal about what it means to thrive. Our key scripture has been that 92nd Psalm that promises the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. In Proverbs 11:28, we read the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. And, and in the New Testament, of when you read the message version, the Romans 1:17 says the person in right standing before God by trusting him really lives, really lives whole life. You know what the word thrive means. It means to grow and not just grow a little pity patty pooty pie. It means to grow vigorously, to prosper, to progress toward or reach the goal. Think about, think about Paul saying, I am striving. I am straining to reach the goal. You know how vigorously babies develop? You see that baby, right? That you can't even believe how big that grandbaby has gotten but now, right? And he's recognized. It doesn't take long. Those babies are growing a mile a minute. You don't see them for two months. They will tell they talking and walking and asking you, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because they're developing. As Peter says, um, as a newborn babe desires the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. We're supposed to grow. We're supposed to prosper in every single way because we are the people of God. Psalm says, 122nd Psalm says, they shall prosper that love you. We're supposed to prosper. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. We're supposed to prosper. We need y'all to invest in eternal things. In the thriving of our souls because God is not seeking our money but rather our hearts. 
Because if God got your heart, God got you. Amen? If you have a heart for the Lord, there's no begging, there's no pleading. God is seeking our hearts and a church that is centered on God, a church that is centered on the things of God, a church that is centered on the ways of God. When we are thriving in our relationship with God in Christ, then we can have real peace. We can have peace in all circumstances. You know, they talk about the peace that surpasses understanding. And, and that does not make sense unless you have that peace. When we are thriving in our relationship with God, we can experience clarity, increased wisdom. We, we have revelation and discernment. You know what to do. You know what the Lord is telling you to do. When we are thriving in our relationship, we are more than overcomers. We are conquerors. We are stepping on the devil. We see too many times we want to speak to Goliaths. Amen. You better not go in the battle with the Goliath if you ain't got the Lord. We want to speak to mountains, but you can't speak to the mountain and say, Mountain, get up and move over there. Uh uh, I changed my mind, mountain. You need to go over there. You can't speak to mountains unless you have a thriving relationship with the Lord. We will know the path that we are to walk because we are putting in the time. We are putting in the work to be with God, to know God, and to hear from God. And to hear from God, you got to stop talking. And you need to know that's a problem for me. Um, I like to talk. I like to tell God stuff. And God is like, girl, shut up, okay? Okay, first of all, God, no, but, but we have to listen as well as speak. Too often we want to hear from or, or see a movement of God in our lives and in the life of the church without spending time with and seeking after God. I mean, how are we going to get the abundant life that God wants us to have, that God wants us to live, apart from thriving, apart from flourishing in our relationship with God? How can we expect to fulfill God's purpose or gain spiritual understanding, revelation, and clarity if we don't spend time with the Lord, if we do not put in the time? I used to be a sprinter. No need to laugh. Uh, I'd be surprised. I was a sprinter. And I remember one time, I think I told you, when um, and track and field is both an individual and a team sport. Right? I was a sprinter. My job was to run down as fast as I could. Okay? And I was good at it. But I was gifted. I was gifted at it, okay? I, my calves, you ought to say, I mean, I was, but I would also be in the weight room. Leg extension, squats, bump, down, up. So that, because I also was a jumper, broad jump. So, because I needed the power. I put in the practice, the time, so I could be good. And then one day my coach, somebody did not come up for the mile relay. <laughs> <laughs> And, and we were flipping coins, because if you didn't have a, uh, every four people, 
then you got disqualified. And if we got disqualified, we need to at least put somebody in the vent to keep the score. And I got the short straw, whatever. They were like, Sheila, I'm like, I don't run a mile. I run 100 yards. I run the 220. I run the 50. That's I run and then I stop, OK? That's what I'm telling them. I run real fast and then I stop, OK? And they were like, we need it for the team, OK? So I get my, and then we also somebody but didn't show for the hurdlers. Do you know what it's like to jump over them hurdles? I'm looking at these people like, I don't do that. I do the running broad jump. See, I run real fast. I can do the triple jump. I run real fast. I hit my mark, and I jump. I don't do them jumping over it, because then you got to keep jumping. I can jump one good time, OK? I can't keep jumping all the way around the track. Yeah. Child, I'm out there trying to run that mile relay. <laughs> and so the coach is trying to tell me how to run it, the other team members, as I'm about to run it. I'm not thinking, because I'm not, child, I was so tired getting on the thing, I almost passed out around the halfway mark, because in my mind, my body was accustomed to going, right? Not this different stride. I did not practice. Daily routine will exceed your giftedness. Y'all get that? That's not me. That's from somebody. Your daily routine will exceed your giftedness. I was gifted at sprinting, but I still put in the work. People used to say that about um, Kobe, right? That he, he was gifted, but he put in the work, so he was great. Michael Jordan, the, the, the story is he got cut from the team because he was going on his giftedness while the other brothers were working. You got to put in that time. Because sometimes we rely on our giftedness and not on our discipline. We have got to get beyond talking about our wants and what we want from God. Now, we're good to tell God what we want, okay? What we want God to do for us to our willingness to seek God first and to put in the work so that we might indeed thrive as God intends for us to thrive as disciples of Jesus Christ individually and as a body of Christ communally. Second Timothy says, Study to show thyself approved so you can rightly divide the word of God. How are you going to divide the word of God to know truth when you ain't in it? Amen? Amen. You're not spending time in it. At my home church, we had this one friend at our community, um, part of our uh, early morning community, and he loved doing all the, the volunteers, you know, the, the mission stuff. He loved that. He loved it. But too many of us are content with serving God rather than getting to know God, getting closer to God, and seeking to mature in our faith. It needs to be our goal to be a better disciple every day, every month, every year. Being a disciple faithful isn't so much about a destination as it is the journey. While I'm on my pill, right? It's a journey. 
We should be challenging ourselves to be more faithful stewards of God's manifold gifts, to, to be, have a closer walk with Jesus, not just to sing it, but to live it, to seek it. Too many of us are content with just getting by. We all right. We all right with God. Thriving, flourishing in our faith and in our relationship with God is not only about our mindset. It is about our mindset, right? The renewing of our minds so that we have a desire to move beyond surviving to thriving. So yes, it is about our mindset and our decision to put in the work to engage in those spiritual practices that grow us, that challenge us, that mature us. And third, it is also a process that we have to commit to daily. Daily. Just like exercise. Just like eating right. I know I ate a lot of fun stuff at Thanksgiving. But basically, every day, I'm back at it. You know how we make excuses? You know how we talk ourselves out of it? So, you know, we're trying to get, get, get to the gym to exercise. So we're trying to do what is right. They have a lifestyle, right? Because what they tell you about diet, you know, they'll say, don't diet. Because it's got to be a lifestyle. You can't do it for a minute and then get back to the real you. Because then you get back to the more of you, Amen. You know how we can talk ourselves out of something? Uh, yeah, I know I should get up and exercise, but um, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, what, are, what are some of the excuses you give? How do you talk yourself out of what you know you're supposed to be doing? Tomorrow. Okay. Always tomorrow. <laughs> I'll start that diet tomorrow. I'll start my exercise tomorrow. Or we like to say how we are busy, right? Right? Everybody think you're busy? Everybody busy. There ain't no excuse. Everybody busy. Amen? Everyone's busy. I'll tell you what a preacher said a long time ago. He said, God created 24 hours in a day. If God didn't mean it that way, God wouldn't have made it. So that you get the same amount of hours that everybody else gets. So you and I might as well just prioritize our time so God gets it first. So what's the excuse we give for not tithing? Well, you know, my money ain't right. Well, your money ain't right because you ain't said God right. Amen? Because you put yourself before God. Okay, that's usually how our money ain't right. What is the excuse you give for not spending time with God? What is the excuse you give for not worshiping? What, is the excuse, what are the excuses you give that you and I give for not spending time with the Lord? This is meant to be a lifestyle, y'all. Discipleship, stewardship, a way of life, not something we do occasionally, not when we feel like it, and not when we get around to it and you push me. I'm going to give y'all all around to it, amen? So that we can all get around to it. This is about the kingdom of God. This is about things eternal. It's beyond just ticking a box. Paul said, I press on toward the goal of reaching out for Christ who has reached out for me. He encouraged the church at Philippi to give nothing less than total commitment in their life of faith. 
Y'all, we have to keep at it. I know it's hard. Yes, it's hard. We have to keep at it. We have to work the process. We have to persevere in that which we know we should do and that will prosper our souls and that will prosper the soul of this church and make a difference in the world. And no, it's not easy. It ain't easy. I'm telling you. But what we practice is what we become. So I used to sing in the choir. My older sister and I just think we were talking about our inability to really sing that alto line. And you have to practice that one. I love you sopranos. (laughs) But they're singing the melody. Okay, and sometimes the tenor, but the altos have to sing in the middle, right? And she and I were both saying, we can't, we can't sing it. I, I, my capacity to sing has declined because I don't practice. There was a time for 10 or 12 years I practiced every day. No, once a week. No, no, and then we would get the music to take home. So sometimes I'm in a car or whatever, and I'm practicing then because we got the concert. We're, we're singing the Hallelujah Chorus. We're singing some the thing for the, so I got to practice. So I was really good. I'm not good anymore because I don't practice. So I'm no longer an alto. I'm, that may be my assigned voice, but I'm not good at it anymore because I don't practice. My friend, uh, sister, colleague, Tiffany, she was, she has a three-year-old, and she, the Lord is called, she's a mother, right? She's supposed to raise this child in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, right? So her thing is that she and Caleb, on their ride into his little school, they're supposed to pray. They're supposed to pray, and she told us this story, so I'm telling it to y'all. She, they're supposed to pray, and they say, um, God bless, you know, praying for mom or grandma, everybody, praying for the people at church, so that by the time they get to school, they have prayed up. She said that once day, Caleb was getting on her nerves, <laughs> and she figured she was getting on Caleb's nerves, so when Caleb got in the car to pray, he said, God bless mommy and daddy, bye. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> she said, we barely made it to the stoplight from the house. And she, was, she said she was good with it because she didn't feel like praying either. And the Lord convicted her and said, that's not what you call You're supposed to do whether you feel like it or not. This ain't about your feelings. This is about you're supposed to raise this child to pray. And you are his mother. You teach him. You pray when you don't feel like it. Our faith ain't about our feelings. It's about our relationship. I want you really to go back and spend some time and read the book of Nehemiah and about that rebuilding effort. First, they had to get over the defeatist mentality. They had to get their minds right. They had to get their minds that they could do this, that they could rebuild the walls. They had to have a mind to work. They had to be proactive. They had to organize to do the work. Each family had a section of the wall because if they looked at the whole thing, it just seemed too uh, big. So each family had a section of the wall. And then as their enemies started to to work against them, they said, okay, y'all work, and there'll be a group of us that's going to basically make certain everybody's okay, that we're going to stay in guard. They They had to adapt to their changing situation and circumstances. 
And yes, they had enemies, people who were trying to deter and distract them, but we need to remember that our enemies are not flesh and blood. Our enemies are spirits, right? Thoughts that try to detract us, deter us, distract us to, to do other things than putting God first, to help us think about our time before, rather than our time with God first. To, to focus on what, what Miss so-and-so or what the past, whatever they did to you, and God is like, am I not greater than they? Yeah. Friends, what, what is distracting you and I from going deeper, from doing what God has called us to do? We're going to encounter challenges. There are going to be difficulties and circumstances, but we have to press our way. We have to persevere. Why? Because we know who Jesus is. Our faith is this in Christ. What Christ has done for us is this incredible pearl. As Matthew says in his gospel, that a merchant who searches for pearls, when he finds one of such great value, he sells everything, everything to get this one. Is that where you are, that your desire for God, that you want God just that much, that you want God more today than yesterday, that you want to follow him more nearly, is that you want to love him more dearly? Do you want to thrive, thrive in your relationship? It takes discipline. It takes practice. Here's the math. And I'm a social scientist, so don't push me on it, okay? <laughs> Desire, decision, determination. Got to have the desire. Got to make up your mind that you're going to put in the time. And then you have to have determination. You got to do it every day. Will you mess up? Yep, get up, do it again. Got to get back at it. Desire, decision determination to thrive. Amen? Amen. 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 And amen.